The following was recorded during the COVID-19 pandemic through Zoom meetings in accordance with local health guidelines. I'm Mike Maloney and welcome to the CSRM Tuesday Talk, a monthly roundtable discussion covering a range of relevant topics in ministry and current events. Let's join Dr. Greg Linville, Dan Stoffer, and Greg English as we hear from international experts in the fields of sports, recreation, and fitness ministry. All right, friends, I know uh, some others may be joining us here, so I'll just kind of catch us up to speed, and then we'll go ahead and dive in together. Uh, My name is Dan, and uh, I am with CSRM. I am the Associate Executive Director and also handle church relations right now. Um, and uh, today we're excited about the, uh, the topic of the personal and professional development of the sports minister. Uh, you got a great lineup today for our conversationalists. And uh, if you're just joining us again, uh, please feel free to uh, turn your video on so we can see you if you're comfortable with that. And uh, mute yourself so we can hear from our conversationalists. And uh, if you're also able to in your name, uh, please feel free to um, put your title if you're with a specific organization and maybe even where you're watching this from. So this is CSRM's Tuesday Talk. If you're not quite sure what CSRM is all about, it stands for the Association of Church Sports and Recreation Ministers. And uh, again, uh, please uh, mute yourself and uh, we'll get started here. Today's topic is the personal and professional development of the sports minister. Uh, We are really excited about this. Um, I'm going to kick us off with a couple of questions here. And uh, first, we'll have our conversationalists introduce themselves. But if you have a specific question as we go through this that you'd like to ask, please send myself a private message or Dr. Greg Linville as well. Well, A few times during... Our conversation here, um, you'll notice there'll be some things in the chat. Uh, Links are some points that are made that are helpful. Uh, So we would encourage you just to go ahead and keep an eye in the chat box as well. If you've joined us here in the last couple of seconds, welcome. Uh, We're excited to to have you be a part of this. Um, And if you could mute yourself and also if you're willing to turn your video camera on and uh, also next to your name, put your, your title with what organization you're with and maybe even where you're watching this from. So um, if you've been on this for the last five minutes, you heard me say that about five times. But uh, welcome again. Uh, today, our topic is the personal professional development of the sports minister. I want to go ahead and have our conversationalists introduce themselves. And if this is your first time joining us, welcome. Uh, we try to keep this as organic as possible just like we're sitting together in a cafe somewhere enjoying some coffee or tea. And so uh, on my screen, uh, Jenny, we'll have you introduce yourself first. Hello, everyone. I am uh, Jenny Young. I am in Brownsburg, Indiana, which is on the west side of Indianapolis. And I've been serving at Connection Point Christian Church 
uh, for a little under three years. It'll be three years in November as the sports and fitness team leader um, and have uh, just really enjoyed um, serving in sports ministry for over uh, about 15 years um, previously in North Carolina for 11 and now up in the uh, warm Midwest as we get into the nice fall weather. So uh, looking forward to today's topic and being with everyone. Awesome. Thank you, Jenny. Uh, Mr. Bradley, I see you next. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, I'd say evening from South Africa to everybody. I know it's different time zones. Um, I'm Bradley Barnes, CSRM's African Director, and looking forward to sharing some 12 years experience in sports ministry. Thank you. Glad you're here. And then, Brian, I see you next. Well, from the UK, then it's, uh, it's good afternoon. I'm Brian Mason, and the first half of life, then I was a teacher in the, the full area of physical education. I then went into half-time and uh, got out a few coaching tips. So I came out into the second half working for Christians in Sport UK. Um, and then when I hit my sixth decade, then uh, I, uh, I had a, another best part of a decade with CSRM. First on the board, and then as the European director, uh, developed a sports resource called Higher Sports, Higher Rugby, Higher Football. Uh, in the UK, we call football football because there's a ball and there's a foot, and you kick it, and that's the reason why it is football. Where soccer came from, I have no idea. Um, but here I am now in my seventh uh, decade, um, uh, fourth quartile. Um, I'm really as excited as ever in the whole area of faith and sport. And I live in Worcestershire, which is in the Midlands of England, although I'm a Yorkshireman uh, by birth from the north and will never forget. Awesome. Thank you for that, Brian. And I think we could listen to you and Bradley talk all day with your cool accents. So, um, all right, uh, Weston, tell us about yourself. Yeah, my name is Weston Bryant. Uh, I live uh, in the Indianapolis area. I'm an associate staff member with CSRM, overseeing uh, mentoring and discipleship. Was a sports pastor in the local church for 13 years. And about a year ago, uh, founded an organization called Commission Leadership. Uh, I'm just passionate about working with pastors and churches, uh, really helping train their people to fulfill the Great Commission. Awesome. Awesome. We're really excited to have these conversationalists. And um, again, if, if you have a specific question that gets brought up, if you would send myself or Dr. Greg Linville a private message as we begin here or anytime throughout our time together, uh, please know that we'll ask that question for you. Um, we're going to dive in right now because if, if you think about this title, the professional and personal development of a sports minister, uh, if you've done ministry of any kind, or really any kind of work where you work with people. You know about how much you pour yourself out. And um, if you're a former athlete or, or anything like that, you know when you're constantly pouring yourself out, you, you have to have time where you can pour back into yourself. It's a, it's a spiritual concept. We see Jesus in the scripture, oftentimes getting away by himself, finding time to develop his relationship with his father. And uh, we, we know that there's also professional development, there's conferences, there's classes, there's seminars, there's things that CSRM could uh, provide for you to help you to grow. 
And so let's just start off with this first question. And Jenny, I'll, I'll ask you first, why is this topic important? Why should we be developed professionally and personally? Well, there's a couple things, uh, and I, I would uh, tag on to, from a biblical perspective, uh, knowing Jesus a lot of times got away um, by himself to pray. And um, so I, I feel like as, as a follower of Christ, that is something that we need to also model in our lives. And, and with being able to do that in a way um, from, from a retreat perspective. Um, and so I think this this topic is super important. And somebody I used to work with would always say, hey, we would love a healthy Jenny over a non-healthy Jenny. Uh, so that was always a thing for me of just like, okay, maybe I'm not in a place where I need to be uh, to be able to pour back out. I'm feeling a little more depleted. So this topic is super important to me, um, both professionally and personally. And Jenny, what does that look like for you personally? I mean, how do you do that? Yeah, I, uh, I've learned over the years uh, to, to get away uh, by myself. And so when I was in North Carolina, I had a couple people from uh, those churches that were so gracious to give me places to stay uh, for a minimal price or for free um, in the mountains or near a beach. Um, and I would just go and, and read. Um, I would also uh, just kind of connect with nature and God. That's how I really um, and be able to kind of refuel myself, um, just really reading through the scriptures. Um, so it may be something that I'm focusing on uh, a passage, or it may be a collection of readings. Um, and then here locally in North, in, uh, North Carolina, was in North Carolina, in, in Indiana, um, now found some different places to, to do that as well. So, um, and being around people, um, I'm a very people-oriented person, but there are times where I just need to be by myself to, to refuel. Um, so if I need more people time to refuel, um, I have a small group of ladies that um, that I'm able to do that with. Appreciate that. And that's um, being outside um, or what we would term uh, finding our spiritual pathway. I think there's a great book by, I think it's um, Gary Thomas that talks about spiritual pathways and finding the way that we can best be refreshed and connect with God. So uh, some some great tips there. Bradley, in, in your opinion, or even in your own experience, why is this topic important? Why should we be developed personally and professionally? Well, I think just personally from, from my stand, um, I was introduced to football, not soccer, football, from a very young age at 14. And at the age of 23, I, I was burnt out. I had enough of the professional setup. And I think this topic is very vital when it comes to us doing sports, uh, using sports as a tool to do ministry, um, in the sense that it's, it's, key, it's a key area that some of us really shy away from, um, because talking about burnout and talking about not feeling worth um, doing things for God and, and being in a position where we're not feeling that we are capable of living, I think it's a topic that is kind of always swept under the mat and not really um, dealt with. And for me personally, though, um, it's very important for, for me to like myself in what I like doing with the gift that God has given me. And, and we can often not like what we're doing and not like ourselves in what we're doing if we, if we project it to success. And for me personally, this is something that I've really put on a daily basis on my agenda where I have downtime for myself so that I can personally um, just 
really capture what who I am and why am I doing what I'm doing for Christ though. Absolutely. You know, um, you talked, you said it a few times. And I think it's, um, <clears throat> it's, it's an important topic. You, you said you have to like yourself uh, and love yourself. You know, we're told in the, in the great, great commandment that we are to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And uh, sometimes we have to get away because burnout can make us think all kinds of uh, toxic thoughts, ungodly thoughts, things that are not true. The enemy, I think, thrives. Um, when we're when we're burned out, and so I think you said some really good things there, Bradley. Looking forward yeah. to, uh, to hearing more about that. Yep. Yeah, Dan, and and just on the flip side of of not even using the word burnout, uh, um, personal development and professional growth it's 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 key for us to to remain relevant as well in 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 who we are, and it's often something that we do not make time to meet with each other and just talk about me. Uh, it's something that we try and we time portray this image that that we want into the world to see, and it's very important that we stay real in who we are and how God designed us to be. And the only way for me to stay that way is to remain humble and and have my me time um, alone with myself. So, thanks. Yeah, that's good. I think you talked a lot there about soul care. You know, just making sure that our soul is is well. And sometimes that is me time. And um, <laughs> you all are busy people. Uh, many of you probably have family. And it is hard to find me time. And I think you, you, you presented some good challenges there. Brian, tell us why you think this topic is important. Yeah, I'm just trying to get rid of unmute there, but it wasn't getting... Um, well, I think this area in which we all find ourselves, um, just, just this, this vast arena of sports ministry, then it has strengths and weaknesses. The strengths are that it's a place where we love to be, where we feel that, that our, our gifting and our skills that God's given us, and we can, we can enjoy them and we, we can encourage others as well. But it also brings with it a kind of a freneticism that... that we meet ourselves coming backwards. Um, Gordon MacDonald, who's a favourite author of mine and one of your own, um, Gordon in his book, uh, Order in Your Private World, talks of hitting a wall. He remembers in his, his mid-30s, suddenly waking up one day and uh, just couldn't understand how he, he spent time uh, weeping and recovering and wondering how he got to the position that he, he got to. And, uh, and already, Jenny's uh, mentioned about Jesus finding that time on his own, but there was an occasion when it mentions about him being just a stone's throw. So, in fact, he was where all the action was taking place, but he knew how to find that, I don't know, that stream of, of living water uh, that refreshed him. And, and that, that is absolutely vital, I think, for each of us to individually and personally find Find the well in a way. I mean, we're in a strange land, aren't we, at the moment? We're in, we're in exile almost. We're, we're a bit like the, uh, the children of Israel from Jerusalem. And what was it, 597 BC, when they suddenly found themselves in a foreign land? Um, and COVID-19 was a bit like that. Um, so it's finding the well and, and going that deeper with God. So it's a tough time, but it's also a really 
opportunist time. Um, and so I'm as excited as I've ever been about uh, every day with, uh, with Jesus and knowing that I can have that special time with him in a kind of contemplative way, only a stone's throw from all that's going on around me. Some good wisdom there, and I think you're exactly right. We are we are in a foreign land. This is such a foreign time um, that it just seems to be more exhausting than it's ever been. Um, even though many of us have been um, less busy in terms of like we're not traveling as much or meeting in, in those bigger groups of people, but I just think that the general feel of life right now is exhausting. The unknown of when this is going to be over is exhausting. So. I appreciate you sharing that, Brian. Weston, tell us your thoughts on why this is an important topic. Yeah, everyone's already highlighted a lot of great things. Um, but, you know, you keep talking about how as, as pastors and leaders, we, we really pour ourselves out to people. But the truth is you can't lead people to a place in which you haven't gone. You know, and Paul says it great in the New Testament. You know, he says, follow me as I follow Christ, you know, and I think that's the challenge for all of us is to be growing first and foremost in our walk with Jesus, um, but then also just sharpening those areas personally, professionally, where, where we could become better leaders in order to lead others towards him. Weston, you said something really good there. Um, we, we can only take people where we've been, or you said something like that. Um, and I think that's, that's so important. That, that's true if, if we coach or we lead any sort of sport, recreation, or fitness ministry. If um, we struggle with that sport or we struggle uh, to stay fit, but we're leading a fitness class, a lot of people aren't going to follow us. Um, if we tell people that they need to invest in themselves spiritually, that they need to find rest, but we ourselves are not doing that, um, that's bound to kind of rise to the surface. Um, I think we all have felt that. And uh, again, if, if you've joined us in the last few minutes, uh, today's topic for CSRM's Tuesday Talk is the professional and personal development of the sports minister. Uh, we're trying to keep this as casual as possible today. If you have a question that you'd like to ask, uh, please uh, send myself, my name's Dan, or Dr. Greg Linville, um, your question, we will ask that for you. I want to... Um, kind of ask this question now, and Jenny kind of hinted towards it, and I, I love to, uh, Weston, we'll start with, with you this time since you went last. So this time uh, you can steal everybody else's answers. Um, but tell us how you, you schedule this in, you know, because we are all very busy people, and if you're anything like me, unless you, you actually schedule your time in with God, uh, for fitness, for professional development. Maybe it's checking out other sports ministers' websites and what they're doing, learning from them. Uh, maybe it's an online conference. Um, I learned this from my graduate school professor, Dr. Greg Linville, that if we don't have a time where we actually schedule in to meet with God, it's probably not going to happen because we just get so busy. And so tell us how you, how you schedule both the professional and the personal development time in. Yeah, you know, full disclosure, this is still an area that, that I'm even working and growing on myself. So I don't want to give a false impression that you know, I've, I've arrived in this. But um, I know for me, my, one of my love languages is quality time. And so for me, it's more about 
you know, one day a week or, or one day a month, you know, just taking extended time in the word, in prayer, speaking Jesus. Um, and it's also about rhythms for me as well, you know, and so just whether it's um, listening to a sermon, you know, in the car, listening to a podcast, just trying to find times throughout my day to pray and connect, um, to, not, to not find any wasted space um, where I'm not learning something. Yeah, I think that's, those are some good things there, that, those rhythms of life. Right. Um, and, and I would encourage um, the current church that I work with does this. So if you have any sort of leadership over volunteers or staff um, to make your, your leaders, your staff have a refresh day or a desert day, uh, a day they can just get away where you're actually paying them to get away, spend some time with God, maybe set some, some guidelines as to what that looks like. Uh, maybe it's a day where they're just they're reading a book, uh, a good spiritual book. Um, and so a- any way we can help those that we lead to have this rhythm in their lives, I think only makes our ministry stronger. So appreciate that. Greg, I think you're trying to say something. You're, you're muted, my friend. And you're saying, thank you, that, that as a sports minister, if you have staff or if the senior pastor has staff, to actually mandate that. I love that. Keep going. Brian, let's, let's hear how you have um, in, in your, your decades of ministry and decades of life. Tell us how you have scheduled this in uh, time with Jesus and also professional development. Well, Dan, you mentioned a desert day and uh, 10 years ago, I found myself um, in my sleeping bag on the desert floor in Sinai. Uh, the previous day, with another 11 folk who climbed Sandy Island, hit the top as the, as the sun came up. But that particular evening, as I, I just lay down and looked up at the this kind of shimmering Venus, the Milky Way, um, just shooting stars, then I, I just felt that that was a special time in my life. Um, for me, it was it was the birth of a contemplative activist, um, whereas before I'd been an activist with the odd little bit of contemplation, um, it was a whole change. And so I've just since then really valued the three S's really, the, the silence, the stillness and the solitude with God. And that, that takes a bit of hard work. You sit quietly and so many things rush in. You're already thinking of tomorrow. Um, you're still concerned about yesterday. And today just passes like a ship in the night. And so just, just calming yourself. Um, a book that I've, I've read uh, recently talks about sometimes we like a jar of river water with sediment going all over the place, a swirling river water. And it's just a question of giving yourself enough time for the sediment to settle. And then the water becomes clear and, and suddenly you, you see God in a in fresh way. And more than that, he sees you. Uh, you spend time being quiet and listening out for what he has to, to say. I love that illustration of, of seeing the water clear, making it clear uh, by spending some, some quality time, not rushing. You, you know, when we think about rushing, um, 
in ministry, if you do any sort of uh, preaching or teaching, you know, hey, Sunday's coming again. You just wrapped up. You got to do another one. If you run a league, um, you just you finished up a practice. Um, there's another practice the next day or next week, another game. Um, the tyranny of the urgent can be so overwhelming. And sometimes we do just have to kind of catch our breath. And that's why this topic is, is very important. Bradley, tell us how you schedule some things in to make sure that this is a priority in your life. I think the most challenging for me about nine years ago to do this was to become selfish in my following Christ um, to a point where, and to an extent where um, I had to say it's either me be the healthy disciple so that I could disciple somebody else or I become the unhealthy disciple not wanting time. And my personal my personal balance in life um, on this is not scheduling things hour by hour, you know, having those, that 15 minutes between meetings, 15 minutes between just engaging with another person, um, just to find yourself again and to not necessarily reflect on, on what happened, but just to give God that space before you and say, hey, I'm going into this next scheduled meeting or, or, or fitness session um you go ahead and and for me it's it's more about knowing that i'm doing this um and that lives matter i think covid covid was a blessing in disguise i would honestly say um a lot of our busy times has been kind of called to downtime where we, there's lots of time to and i think covid has has really developed a self disciplined Christian lifestyle for me personally where um, I had to then be more disciplined into how I go about my daily work and how do I prepare for the next ministry or recreational um, fitness. Um, but personally, I think the only way for me to survive this was making sure that I am discipling somebody and somebody is discipling me um, because accountability is key in in this though. If there's no accountability, there isn't a need to, to have that time. And I personally take a day to day and it's challenging because there's family, there's ministry, um, there's these sessions. Um, but what I do personally on my side, and especially in Africa, we were not always connected um, online is making sure that I don't lose myself in the process. I need to make sure that I'm found wanted at all times as into what is my identity. And if, if I know my identity, I use that as something that keeps me connected to God for the next thing I do. Riley, you said a couple of things that I think are, are really helpful tips. Um, you said that even before you go to your next activity or meeting, just pausing and connecting with God and, I can't encourage that enough for all of us because we, we just rush from one activity to the other, but even just asking God to lead you in that activity, that leadership opportunity, that speaking engagement, whatever you may have, um, asking God to be with you in that moment, I think just helps kind of settle our, our spirit, our soul a little bit, gets our priority right because we want God to be in us and, and work through us because that's what he wants to do. And we just sometimes need to pause. You also said something about um, having those relationships where you are being discipled and you are discipling. 
Uh, I, I just read a chapter from P.F. Meyer's latest book, The Life of the Shoe, and uh, you can find that through the CSRM website that talks about this great need uh, to have that Paul, that Barnabas, and that Timothy relationship in life. And he has a helpful uh, sheet there, so um, you can check that out through the CSRM website. Great resource there, and I think that's uh, really well said, Bradley. Jenny, you kind of shared a couple of things. Uh, anything you want to add to what you said earlier about what you do to make sure this is a priority in your life? Yeah, um, I would add a couple of things. Uh, I have a, a specific chair, I guess, in, in my house that I've kind of designated as my, my chair to, to kind of come and reflect. Um, so sometimes the chair uh, is a little more empty at times than, than I want it to be. Um, so that just is a reminder for me that I need to, to schedule more time uh, being there. Um, and uh, yeah, just being able to, to, to schedule the time in uh, kind of as everyone has shared um, and Bradley, I, and you just touched on it, um, is I was introduced over uh, the quarantine time, a book by John Eldridge called Get Your Life Back. Um, and then there's also an app um, called uh, The One Minute Pause. And uh, I'm, I'm like skimming the surface. I haven't started reading the book yet, but I'm skimming, skimming that surface of you know, being able to pause in your day. So the app will go off at a certain time and it just kind of walks you through a prayer time. Um, could be a one minute, two minute, five minute, um, but just really allowing for those transition times. So that's probably the thing for me right now is I'm, I'm wanting to work through um, and connect with God more on that. We appreciate uh everybody joining on some of you that have just joined uh we're not quite halfway through our time and we're asking folks if possible if it's not a security risk or uh, an embarrassing risk to put your picture up on there and then maybe to chat uh with each other what you're uh, where you're from and get get in the chat room and follow along there are some things being put on there like the uh the life of the shoe was just put up there how to get in contact with that. And I know, Andrew, you can probably even put up a couple of these other books for Brian's book, uh, et cetera. So pay attention to the, to the chat room. And one of the things that I'm going to paint a little bit of a picture and then, and, and then ask any of the four conversationalists to, to uh, respond to it. And that is, as a sports minister of local church, one of the things that I struggled with was when I get there, I've got to have the fields mowed or the gym swept and the shower rooms clean. You've got to do all those maintenance things. And then you've got to plan how you're going to recruit your coaches. You've got to plan how you're going to train your coaches, how you're going to get your fitness people connected and coordinated, how you're going to schedule all the different places in the, in the, in the, church building or whatever facilities and we were renting facilities across the city and borrowing some other ones and and you have all those facility issues and then and then you've got your staff meetings that you got to go to for the whole church and then you've got the staff meeting of just your sports ministry are you getting tired yet and 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 this is only the beginning of the day and then my wife my kids my parents at that time, all of those things and all those people, and I'm sitting there trying to juggle all this stuff. I don't know if anybody else can relate to that, but that was really my experience for a long time. 
in saying all that, I, I found that the insidiousness of sin came about that the urgent, like we talked about a little bit before, the tyranny of the urgent really significantly impacted me in terms of getting to what was really important. And then one day I wake up and I feel really far from Jesus. And I, I, I don't know if any of you on, on, on the uh, panel have, have thought about that or, or experienced that, but I got to believe that somebody's on this call and that's where they are today and that their relationship with Jesus is kind of stretched pretty thin. And I, I'm just wondering how you might respond to that counsel that person or, or counsel me how, how, how can I I just woke up today and I, I, I realized I've neglected my relationship with Jesus or or maybe I've neglected it with my family any thoughts about that any of you any four I think one of the things Greg is that you tend to think because you you're doing ministry that Things are ticking on okay, and, and, and God's ticking your boxes for you. And I remember the day when, when Judith pulled me up short and she said, I wonder if you realize that uh, <clears throat> you've been involved in, in, in church ministry for the last 21 days non stop. You do happen to have three boys in this house, and you do have a wife, admittedly, it's your first wife. Um, but I think you probably you need to think more about this. And, I think that it was as if, a bit like I mentioned a little while ago, when Gordon MacDonald talked about hitting the wall. And a good friend of mine, Tony Horsfall, has, has written this, this remarkable book called Working from a Place of Rest. And he builds it around uh, Jesus uh, sitting at the well with the Samaritan woman. And where is the rest of his team are desperate to keep pressing on? Come on, Lord, we've, we've got a program here. We've got things to do. We've got places to go. We need to shake the dust off our feet. What are you doing sitting by a well, talking to a lady that nobody else is interested in? You know, Jesus releases them to go and get some sandwiches from town and probably is quite close to get, to get rid of them. And then this lady's life turns around. We know the story well enough. And sometimes we, we tend to think of the phrase, don't just sit there, do something. And it's as if God says, don't just do something, sit there. And just because Jesus spending that time with one person, because he slowed down, he never moved more than three miles an hour anywhere, but because he slowed down, then not only did her life change, but we read later on, <laughs> the whole town came out, you know. So God has a plan. It's just sometimes we didn't always find it. And any of the rest of you jump in on that, and even how does Sabbath, how does the Sabbath principle fit into this? Any of the rest of you, the other three? I would say um, is that sometimes you could have a, a grand plan of laying things out that we've just shared, and then sometimes it's just um, just kind of being, and so is what are some things that replenish ourselves that um, 
could just be simple things and maybe it's going for a run. Maybe it is listening to a podcast. Maybe it's doing something that normally you wouldn't do. Um, and so I, I think for me, I've been learning that in this time where I've been, where Greg, you've been, and probably all of us where uh, sometimes it's just hard to, you know, okay, I got all these laundry lists of things to do. Super overwhelming is just to, to take a, um, take it one, literally one moment at a time. Um, and so uh, thinking about uh, Sabbath, um, and I, I don't know who, I'm trying to think, I just saw something the other day and it was really helpful for me that if you um, work with your hands, that you Sabbath with uh, maybe something else, or you, sab- you work with your mind um, to do something with your hands. And so that's been something that I would love to be able to incorporate that. Um, so if it's, you know, I'd uh, I'm just picking up a hobby of putting puzzles together. Um, and so that's been really refreshing for me um, to be able to, to maybe get my mind off of all of the other things and then to be able to refocus back into um, maybe it's that next meeting or the next thing that I have to do. Um, so try to take things at a small bites, I guess, um, in that. Um, so there's some things for me. I don't want to cut the other panelists off. Um, if you have things to add, please jump in here. It is a conversation. One of the things that was very helpful for me, anytime I started something new in ministry, uh, I went to the gray hairs. Uh, and that doesn't necessarily mean always that, that they're older, but gray hairs in the sense that they were more experienced and, and developed in that area. And I, one particular uh, law, pastor who was long in the tooth said to me, uh, everybody talks about Sabbath and they want to take the Lord's day off. But he said, really, Sabbath needs to happen every day. And you have a third, you have three thirds of your day, morning, afternoon, and evening. And what you're going to be pressured to do, particularly in sports ministry, because you go afternoons and Saturdays as well as the rest of the time during the day, take one third of every day for yourself. If you're working in the afternoon, and the evening, then you take the morning. If you're working in the morning and the evening, take the afternoon. You take one-third of every day for yourself. That keeps you healthy. Another guy pointed out something to me that was really has been foundational to where I'm at. Three sacreds. Three sacreds. A sacred time. Uh, this goes back to what many of you have said. If you do not take and schedule that time, and that is your time with God, it won't happen. Now, let me take it a step further on that. Uh, I know that we're, we have different countries, but uh, Brian or Rachel, uh, whoever the prime minister is, or if the queen, and by the way, she's the only queen that I've ever had in my life. <laughs> uh, if, if the queen was to say to you, Rachel or Brian, I want to meet you every day would you say no and yet the lord of the universe who created the queen and the president or whoever it is that you think and keeps their keeps their life moving that god says i want to meet with you every day and we say oh no that's all right i got other things to do i got better things to do sacred time sacred space and Jenny, you talked about the, the chair. 
And one of the things that's so important, uh, I think, is to find a place where you go to and you can go to. And in my case, my grandchildren can say, that's Papa's, that's his sacred space. And they know that that's where I go to meet with God. And then the third sacred would be sacred, sacred tools. At that sacred place that you create, wherever you sit, wherever you, I don't recommend laying down because you fall asleep if you're like me, but wherever you go, you have your Bible, your prayer diary. If you don't have a prayer diary, well, you need to get one. And, and, it, and whatever it is that you need, your Bible commentator, uh, whatever it is, and you, and you get it there so that you don't have to go around your life searching for something. It's a sacred time, a sacred place, sacred tools. Bradley or uh, Brian or Jenny or uh, Wesson, react to any of that. Yeah, um, I think what what's really key in my life is having those three significant people in your life, which is the Paul, the Timothy, and the Barnabas. And I'll tell you why, because if we, we, we can do ministry and we can quickly get into the lane where we're all isolated, we're all by ourselves, we're leading this thing and we're trying to manage it and we're trying to be as authentic as possible and, and look as original as possible doing ministry. Um, however, when we quickly take our focus off God and doing it for Him, we kind of set Him aside out of our daily doings. But if we go with the mindset that we are a vessel used by God in every hour, um, that's kind of something that keeps me in my lane. And what also helps is not weighing yourself up against somebody of that's 50 years in ministry or somebody that's just got a mega church. For example, in Africa, we, we don't have mega facilities. We don't have mega churches. Um, but what I can say about Africa is that we, we really are disciplined in a sense of making that time for God first and really being led by the Holy Spirit. Um, and yes, different religions, different um, understanding. Um, but what, I, what really helps me is having somebody in your life that loves you, but is not impressed by you. And when we talk about Paul, Timothy, the Barnabas, you know, if you have those three people in your life, you kind of counted to somebody. So there is kind of no time to fake it because there's somebody looking up to you. And, and there's, there's that time where you need to personally grow yourself because there's somebody that needs to feed off from you. But really, the key factor there is really making sure that you remind yourself, and it's difficult at times, you know, where you remind yourself that, hey, I'm only the vessel used by God. And whatever I have at this moment, whatever God has placed in my hands at the moment, that's what I'm going to be using. But also having the understanding that we in sports ministry, we, we are bound to get to a point where it's like, how am I weighing up to, to the other side or to another country or, or to another ministry? And that self-growth, that personal growth, 
that is the time with God where you need to have people that love you. They love what you do, but they're not impressed by you. There's a few on this call here that, 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 that's really in my life as well. And I know that they, I love them, they love me, but they're not really impressed by me. And that kind of keeps you um, tacked into your lane. But it's important that we have this understanding. And this helps with burnout where we kind of run our own race. We have to keep asking God every hour, like, what do you want me to do? And, and, and the key word for me during this COVID time um, was, how relevant am I in this season? And it's something that's sticking with me every day. It's like, what do I sharpen to remain relevant in this time? Um, we know that sports ministry is not the same anymore. Church is not the same anymore. We, we know that discipling face-to-face -face is not, for example, in Africa, it's not the same anymore. Everything kind of needs to be done um, on, on this platform. But it's knowing that we are vessel, wanting to be used by God. We're here for a purpose. And, and knowing that, that we are bound to get to a point where we're saying, I'm all alone in this. I'm, you know, am I weighing up to God's expectation? God will not put something in your hands that he knows you're not capable of doing. And I think it's key that we, we, we kind of start from the basics as to why we're doing what we're doing and for who. And, and, and I wanted to add that to, especially uh, a few of you listening here that's, that's thinking, you know, it's becoming too much or, you know, I think I'm going to give it a few more years and then I'll, I'll kind of just go back into what they call the secular world. I'm saying if there's a time where you... What, where God want to use you to remain relevant is this, this is the exact time that you're alive right now. And, and my encouragement is, is get connected. Um, my, my biggest success during this COVID was connecting with people. Um, that kept me going. Uh, it, it kept me personally growing. It kept me professionally growing. And it was a point of you have to connect to remain relevant. And to be relevant, you have to connect with the right people, the like-minded people. And my encouragement to those that are just thinking, like, I'm going to give it a few more years and I'm going to close up church or I'm going to close up ministry and just take a sabbatical or a year off, don't. This is the exact time where God is trying to use you um, with what you have because he has, we're all alive at this point in time. And there's a reason for that. And let's find that 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 reason why we're here and, and there's a specific relevant meaning to our life right now as to why we all connected even on the school. So just to end up and, and to wrap up here, Dan and, and Dr. Linville, um, my encouragement is just that just use what God has given you to remain relevant, whether it's just a, a, a greeting to somebody in the morning, be, be that relevant person to that somebody. Thank you. Thank you, Bradley, and uh, make sure you're checking the, the uh, chat room because people are putting resources on there and continue to do that. And the, the three people that Bradley was talking about, the, the Barnabas, the Paul, and the Timothy, uh, the way that we have often defined it around the CSRM and sports outreach community is that we all need those mentors like uh, Barnabas. We all need peers that we can work with you know, the Pauls, other Pauls that are out there, and we all need Timothys that we are mentoring and pouring into. 
and this is this is helpful in this area uh, to make sure that those are the people that are kind of helping us and we're helping them to stay on target here. Um, I, we're, we're moving towards the, the last 30 minutes or so of our time and, and panelists here, the conversationalists, please, please uh, pick up on any of these themes at any time uh, that we've talked about. But I, I also want you to, to continue to, to move now a little bit towards professional development. You know, the, the personal, we, we focused in on our relationship with Jesus, and we know we can't be what we need to be unless we have that sacred time, space, and tools, and we're, we're working, and we've got those mentors, and we're mentoring others. But what have you found helpful in terms of your professional development? What podcasts do you listen to? Uh, what blogs do you read? What what conferences do you do you attend? Uh, we all need those professional things too. So, conversationalists, take us back to the personal, but also to the professional. Anything there? No, huh? Okay, bad question. Well, Greg, I can, I might be going a little bit different direction, but uh, I can kind of bounce off that a little bit, I think. Um, you know, I'm sure everyone here has podcasts, sermons, books, you know, things that we're consuming uh, in order to learn and grow. Um, but there's, there's actually a danger um, within professional development that I think we've kind of, like, we've touched on a little bit, but haven't said explicitly, you know. So, um, the thing about like self-help is that it can become addicting, you know, to where I'm just, I'm constantly consuming all of this information. Um, and several things can happen. You know, I can see myself as an expert in something when I've never actually applied that knowledge, you know. And so we, we get this false sense of self, which can create you know, pride and ego and, you know, things that um, God is actually opposed to. You know, James, uh, I forget the chapter and verse, but it says, you know, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And I think that's what's so powerful about what Bradley shared about having people in your life who love you, but aren't, you know, awed by you, um, because it, it helps keep us humble in our walk with Jesus and our walk with each other. Um, but, you know, when, again, when it comes to professional development, I think we have to live in this tension of I'm only going to consume what I have room for, number one, because we don't want to crowd out that sacred space with Jesus. But then also asking the question, what must I do with this? You know, what am I actually going to do with the training I'm receiving with the knowledge I'm gaining, because at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter if we're not applying these things in our own lives and then passing them along to others as well. And Wes, and I'm going to, I'm going to jump in there before the other uh, conversationalists uh, pick that up. I, I've, I was told I was counseled years ago and it certainly helped to limit those voices because you, you can be blown around by the wind and you can change your ministry, your strategy, just because you heard another voice. And then 
if you're like me, because you're probably competitive, you want to compare yourself with that, with that voice or their ministry. And, and so maybe you'll, you'll shift too quickly what God was already working in. And so, yeah, find, find those voices, those few voices that can certainly um, help with that. Greg, I think, I think your question is good. And I, I, I would love for the other conversationalists to, to jump in. And I would also encourage you as you, as you share how you, you've grown professionally or the, or the resources that you use. Um, there's a couple people who've already indicated in the chat. They're starting to get a, their a sports ministry up and running. Uh, I know a friend of mine joined uh, here today. Uh, this was her first time. Uh, same, same type of thing. So what would you say to people who are just starting out too? Let's not forget about um, those who are beginning in this journey. What, what resources work for professional development? I'll, I'll jump in here on that. Um, I, uh, like I said, been involved in sports ministry for 15 years, but that was not the path that I uh, originally thought I was going to go down. And, uh, uh, and, and so I actually found sports ministry through CSRM uh, here uh, website years ago. And uh, it was a great uh, opportunity to know like, wow, there are other people that are um, doing this that, that I have, no idea around the world and other countries. I didn't even know what sports ministry was 15 years ago. <clears throat> and so for me personally, it was amazing to be connected to a network of people um, that were like-minded. Um, and then I also went on um, to, for 11, 12 years, being mentored by Bob Schindler through Seed Sports. And so these ministries both have, have poured into my life, both Greg um, and Bob and um, even Ken on this call have poured into my life over 15 years, helping me understand um, through different tools, opportunities, classes, um, gone through a leadership class, um, uh, five classes, um, and then got involved in, in other ways with, with people, again, in this networking community. Uh, I've been involved with a community of ladies um, across the United States and, and maybe even uh, around the world. So there's a couple ladies on this call uh, as well. So I'd love to connect with, with you all, but uh, it's a great opportunity to be connected with people. Uh, so I think we've kind of touched on that. And so, again, just being able to be mentored uh, by people as well as having those resources available. And so I know CSRM here has does an amazing job of even putting things out as well as with seed sports. So that's helped me uh, kind of going back to, to Greg, your question too, was thinking through, um, you know, I know that there've been a reach conference the last several years. We weren't able to have it this year due to, due to COVID. Um, but I would, you know, strongly encourage people on this call, uh, no matter where you're coming from and, you know, starting out would be a great opportunity um, to hear from people been involved uh, maybe even uh, for years or even just in, involved recently. And um, so I, I would highly encourage to be part of that. Um, uh, I think the one's coming up in April of this next year, uh, a couple of different options to, to attend either in person uh, or even maybe virtually. Um, and then aside from that, I, I've been involved with, uh, it used to be called the Chick-fil-A leader cast. Um, and I think now it's leader cast. Um, but also there's been something here um, called edge mentoring and uh, it will have different leaders, tw 20 minute talks. Um, so just trying to, you know, uh, allow uh, other voices in. Uh, but I think with what you said, Weston is true is, is how too many voices can be very overwhelming. And so what are those voices that you really need to, to filter down in? And, Greg, you're Greg. Okay. If I could, um, if I could morph uh, professional development into more into life 
direction, probably because of the stage that, I, that I'm at. Um, I've always been encouraged by um, something that Nicky Gumble, who, who I don't know, maybe 30 years ago, started the Alpha course, uh, which of course is, is remarkable around the world as well as in the UK. And uh, when you're looking for God's plan and God's direction in your life, whatever stage you're at, whatever crossroads you've reached, he talked of the five CSs of, of commanding scripture, of compelling spirit, of um, common sense, of counsel of the saints, and of circumstantial signs. And I think whatever stage we're at, to line up those five ducks in order um, is, always, is always encouraging. And if we're looking to see what our next what our next move is, are we, are we, are we changing course, are, are we doing like Jeremiah did in, in 616 where he, he taught, God told him to stand at the crossroads and look and examine where the ancient way was, find the good path and then walk in it and that's where you'll find rest for your souls. Then I think whatever stage we're at in our sports ministry or if you're just a little bit beyond because I am spending time more kind of mentoring and sharing and probably playing a little bit of an ownership role. Nevertheless, those five CSs, I think, are still really key, day by day, moment by moment, whether God has just got an extra plan that he wants to bolt on, or whether he wants to just encourage us in the way that we're going at the moment. Thank you, Brian. And to Jenny's point, the, uh, the uh, REACH gathering will be happening again, and uh, you can go to the reachgathering.org and find out about that. It is going to be live if we're allowed to be live, but it will also be digital, and there will be options for both. For people that are not comfortable traveling or can't afford it, whatever, there will be a digital. But uh, just so you know that that will occur this year. And Jenny was uh, the chaplain of that the last time, and, and uh, appreciate you. Other thoughts from the panelists? Yeah, just a, just a thought from the more southern tip of Africa. Um, here in Cape Town. Um, 12 years ago, all I said to the Lord was, I said, Lord, how can I use the gift that you have given me to make you known? And we as sports ministry leaders, or pastors, or leaders of organizations within ministry, we, we can look at this at two ways where, as in what, what Greg asked us about professional development though, and when I, when I posed this, this question to God about like, how can I use the gift that you have given me, which is sports, to make you known? And two ways I can look into this and, and respond to Greg's um, topic about profession development is, do we want to be a profession in doing the Lord's work? Or do we want to be professional about how we go about doing this work? And I chose, and when, when choosing to be, a profession in what God has called us to do. God has called us to go and make disciples. God is using me to use sports as a tool to make disciples. And often for me to be a profession in what God has called me to do, I have to draw nearer to him. And daily I have to lose myself um, and not rely on my certificates that I've gained or my degrees. I'm not currently listening to any podcast or anything. I'm, I'm, I'm daily just wanting, asking God to, God, this is what you have given me in my life. This is what you imparted in me. 
How can I make use of this to make you known? And when you're having those three key figures in your life, um, those are key figures that would constantly be in your mind as into, I need to be a professional in what God has called me to do and not be professional. And often this world can take us to a place of professionalism where we want to have this massive event or, or outreach or church, mega church, where, where God is basically just wanting to use the gift that he has placed in each one of us to make him known and, and for us to share with others. And my prof professional development, Greg, is on a daily basis where all I'm saying to God is, this is where I'm at today. How, how can I make you known? How can I share the gospel? How can I make disciples? How can I develop leaders for your glory? And often we can look at about like, rather get all your certificates and degrees behind you. And I, and I can attest to what Weston was um, saying about, you know, sometimes we listen to podcasts, etc. where we can get so stuck into that series that we put our own walk with God can stagnate though. And my encouragement just to everybody listening here is that, you know, let's, let's be profession. Let's be a profession of what God has called us to do. And, and how we go about being equipped with that is giving our lives daily to God, surrendering yourself daily and say, Lord, you've placed this in me. How can I make use of this today? And, Take it day by day, especially during this COVID time. We, we can't function as normal anymore. We, we can't be that relevant person every Sunday or every outreach. And my encouragement for me, surviving through COVID with demands of family, with demands of discipling 20 other leaders in Africa, is that I take it on a daily basis and, I be, and all I'm saying is, Lord, I want... I'm, I'm your vessel. I want to be used by you. You develop me professionally in a point of where am I at now with my gift and where, where do I want to be so that I can be relevant to somebody, whether they're starting off ministry or they're struggling in leadership in ministry. Thanks, Dan. Bradley, I think you said some great things for, for anyone, uh, whether you're starting out, uh, interested in this type of, um, of ministry, or you've been doing this for decades, uh, daily surrender is a great posture for us all to be in. God, God can work with that, and, uh, and he certainly does. We've got about 13 minutes left, and so I just want to encourage anyone on this call, if you have a specific question that you'd like to ask, uh, please go ahead and uh, send that to myself or Dr. Linville, and we'll ask that. Uh, and while those questions may uh, come in, just want to remind you, um, we've made mention to this several different times, but there's several different books that have been discussed, Weston's book, Brian's book, Greg's book, PF's book. Um, all those things can be found through the CSRM website. And if you go to csrm.org, there's a resource section along with podcasts. Uh, the Reach Gathering was mentioned too. That website is listed in the chat as well, reachgathering.org. Um, so there are resources based upon, um, there's also weekly podcasts and things too that come out through CSRM. You can, you can subscribe and, and, uh, and be a part of all that. And if you're not receiving our newsletters um, and uh, you, you want to, if you could private message myself or Greg or Andrew, if you don't mind, uh, your email address will get you signed up for that as well. So in our remaining time, though, any, any questions that you want to ask the panelists about personal or professional development? 
and send those our ways. If not, um, the conversationalist, if you guys want to jump in and kind of uh, have us round third and head home here with some parting words. I have a question. All right, Todd, go ahead and ask it. Ireland. I thought you guys were on at 12 o'clock your time, which is should be 5 o'clock my time. So I just got on. <laughs> well, welcome, Todd. Uh, we, we are on that time. In America, uh, daylight savings time has not happened yet, if you were accounting for that. That happens uh, this weekend, actually. It happened last weekend in Ireland. That's why. Sorry, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I missed. That's all right. Our topic today, Todd, is the professional and personal <laughs> development of the sports minister. Todd, it is being recorded, so you can uh, go find it later. Okay, very good. Thank you. Yeah, so any, any of the conversationalists, anything you want to pick up, last kind of words? Something that you mentioned, Greg, when you talked about sacred tools. And um, for me, when I, when I went into kind of half-time in my life, um, and again, it's something that I, that I read and been encouraged about, was to start a, start a journal. Um, so, so here I am, I don't know, maybe another quarter of a century on from there, and I'm into my 10th journal. And the value, I think, so it's not a dear diary, it's not something you feel obliged to do every day. But I think as we become, as we seek to become more contemplative and just give time to God and we slow down and we, 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 get, we get still and silent and listen up, then to be able to just write down those little bits and pieces that come from the Spirit of God, something we might read, something that someone might share, and then you'll be quite surprised as you go back a few years and you look and you see the remarkable thread that the Spirit of God has been weaving in your life. You won't see it up front. It's not a kind of day-to-day -day thing that you can say, oh, I can see where God's taking me. But you need to sometimes look, um, look behind the screen and see this wonderful pattern that's, that's working in your life. And... I don't know why my God and his creative genius didn't have a kind of gigabyte on one side for us, so that when we get to my age and you're having trouble with memory, you just ram in a gigabyte and that sorts out the memory pattern. That'd be wonderful, wouldn't it, for, for humans? But a, a diary can play a bit of a role, a bit of a gigabyte role, because you can look back five years, ten years, in my case, 25 years, and you can see God's plan and purpose, and you can understand something about the point that you've reached and get quite excited about the next the next way mark uh, up there. Um, so that would be something that, that I would always um, commend to people to just start a little personal gallery to have it alongside your Bible and to be ready to note down uh, a Holy Spirit's whisper. I'm really hoping to hear a question um from the people who've been listening. And so I just, I see so many just brilliant faces here. I can't believe that there's not, you know, one question out there. And so maybe to prompt your thinking, uh, what were you hoping to hear today that hasn't been addressed yet? 
Jenny, Bradley, any last words? Any questions from anybody? Well, thanks, Kenny. Uh, just from my side, what, what carried me through this 12 years of sports ministry and more so during this COVID time is really having those relevant people in your lives, the Paul, the Timothy, the Barnabas. Um, my encouragement to everybody, and I know it's not it's not comfortable at times when you need to share what you're going through with somebody, but, but it really helped me spiritually, mentally, physically in, in my walk with the Lord personally. And, and my encouragement and my challenge to everybody listening here is that find those people in your lives. Um, find those people that really love what you do. They sold out to what you're doing, but they, some, find some that's not really impressed by you that will actually ask, hey, Greg, what are you up to lately? You know, how, 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 how are you growing with the Lord? You know, where are you at? You know, and that's my encouragement to everybody. Um, listening here is that you know seek seek those people um, because we are not alone in this kingdom work though um, if I look at the faces on the screen you know this just excites me this just tells me that I don't need to feel that I'm working in isolation or by myself or this is my own battle um, I want to encourage us all to not just make this moment uh, a moment of fellowship but but let's my encouragement, find the three people in your lives and, and, and seek them because they will really be the people that's going to um, keep you in your lane and keep you um, afresh and, and remind you of how relevant you are to God. And thanks so much. Hi, guys. Uh, um, not, a, not a real question. But just a couple comments. Again, it's great to be here with everybody, even though it's even though it's online. Um, I think that's the biggest. Uh, I'm with Bradley on that. Just being able to be with other people and talk about some of the issues um, and having that openness to be able to do that. Glenn Miller, who was just online, he just got off, but. Um, I've done sports ministry with him for years. I'm just curious, do all, any of you guys know um, I just went blank. I had one of those senior moments, Brian, we were talking about. Um, it'll come to me. I'm sorry. Just had a blank. But um, Roger Oswald. You guys know Roger? I thought most of you, a lot of you guys probably knew him. Church Sports International. So I'm one of his. Uh, I've been working with uh, Roger for 20, 30 years. So it'd be great to have him on one of these calls. But I know he's retired. Anyway, great to be here. I look forward to maybe even being with you guys in person sometime. Ken, if you're, Ken, if you're still with us, um, before you leave, I want you to tell some folks about what you're doing tomorrow, but somebody else will speak in there. No, it was just me commenting on what Thomas said, that if he's had decades with, uh, with Roger Oswald, then he's been in very good company. Yeah. Sure, I'd be glad to, Greg. Tomorrow at 
3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're going to have a webinar on a tool we use to help evaluate sports ministry. We call it the wheel. And it, it uh, cause one person once said when they coached baseball, they could always look at the scoreboard and see who won. But in ministry, oftentimes we don't have a good evaluated tool to understand how we're succeeding in being a gospel centered sports ministry. So that's the topic tomorrow. And I would love for all of you to come. Bob Schindler will be uh, presenting that. We appreciate you being with us, Ken. And uh, for those of you that are not aware of the seed ministry, and that is C-E-D-E, -E, not like what you plant in the ground, that you uh, there's a lot of resources and a lot of wisdom there. And, and we are partners, obviously, in reach in many, many ways and wrap our arms around our brothers and sisters. So we highly recommend that. And I think Ken has put on his, in the chat room, his contact information if you'd like to know how to go about that. Uh, and Ken, if you would please uh, let people know about our next Tuesday talk, and that's coming up next month. And it, it's having to do with how do we move the person across that second disconnect? We've got them in the gym, we've got them on the field, how do we get them from there into the sanctuary, into the body life of the church? And in particular, it's going to be a sub part of that of how do we do that when the group of people that live around that church, that local congregation, when it is a different culture, ethnic, or language group from who meets there on Sunday morning, and what do we need to do to, to bridge those gaps? And so that's some of what we're going to be talking about in our next Tuesday talk. And uh, Ken, feel free to allow people to know that, that that's coming on there. Sure. Um, I, I just um, I just text, uh, chatted some stuff and three areas that we say that are needed for the spiritual, personal, professional area. You need a spiritual director. That's the person that's going to help you go deep with Jesus. How to do your prayer life, your Bible study, all, all of your obedience, all of your faithfulness. The second role is a life coach. Okay, you just graduated from college. What do you do? Okay, you just got engaged. What do you do? Okay, you just got married. You just had kids. How do you keep healthy? How do you pay your bills? A life coach. And then the third one is that ministry mentor. Who's done the ministry that you're doing? Who can help you? Who can really walk you through that? And those are the three areas that we found that sports ministers really are in need of. And so sometimes they can be all three, but usually they're not. They're usually three different people. And so we just encourage you in this area of, of, to try to find people in each of those areas. And Many of the CSRM staff, and I know the SEED staff and others, would be more than happy to, to walk you through that. And there's some people on this, uh, like Ken or Todd or Brian or others, that, that um, my goodness, they, they've got years of wisdom in this. And so feel free to reach out and say, yeah, hey, I'd like you to be a mentor for me. That, that'd be uh, honoring. Dan, back to you. You want to wrap it up for us? Absolutely. Uh Jenny, Bradley, Brian, Weston, thank you so much for uh, for leading our conversation here today. This is a 
very important topic, uh, one that we could spend probably an entire week talking about. Uh, one point of clarification, uh, the next Tuesday talk will be a little bit earlier than normal. So it'll be on November 17th at uh, 12 o'clock Eastern time. Um, that's due to the American uh, Thanksgiving holiday. And so uh, just mark down your calendars. We usually go the last Tuesday of the month, but because of the holiday, it's, it'll be November 17th. Um, I'll close this in prayer, but before I do so, again, just check out a lot of the things mentioned right there in the chat. Um, CSRM website, the Overwhelming Victory website, lots of great resources there. Uh, CSRM, uh, we're here if you need any help with consultation. There's a certification process. Uh, I can't think of a better way to begin that professional development than to be certified as a sports minister. Uh, just know that we are here for you and there's resources as well. And then don't forget about the, the SEED seminar tomorrow as well. Guys, I'll pray for us. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today on this very important topic. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for each person on this call and uh, even those that had to, uh, to get off a little early, Father. Um, God, we want to be developed. You want us to be developed. God, you have an image uh, in mind for us. You have a call and a purpose and a direction for our lives uh, personally, which is far more important than anything else, Father, our spiritual growth our sanctification. Uh, Father, so we pray that, God, you would continue to um, put on our hearts uh, people, like Greg mentioned, that we need to ask to invest in our lives. We need to ask to mentor us. Father, help us with, with spiritual disciplines, uh, Father, to schedule those things into our lives and to grow. Father, professionally, we want to be better so that you can be more famous through our ministries, Father so that we can use these ministries simply as a tool, Father, to uh, reach people and disciple them all in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, there's been a ton of things mentioned. There's a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of resources right here on this call. And, Father, we pray that you just help direct us to the, the perfect uh, voice or voices, uh, readings, uh, podcasts that we need in our lives to continue to grow uh, in our ministries. Tuesday Talks are a production of CSRM and their video production house, Overwhelming Victory Flicks. Dr. Greg Linville is our executive producer, and Andrew Fouts is the associate producer. To find out more about Tuesday Talks or to join our next discussion live, visit overwhelmingvictory.org backslash Tuesday Talks. To find out more about Cool Spring Baptist Church, visit coolspring.org. And to learn more about CSRM, visit csrm.org.